You're listening to the Who's Driving Your Car podcast, episode 23. Welcome to the Who's Driving Your Car podcast, where we discuss not only who or what might be driving your life, but also the great views and experiences along the way. Do you drive in the fast lane like my wife, or do you feel like you're stuck in first gear? You only get one life to live, and it can be either a total wreck or a beautiful cruise into the sunset. We are three friends that have collectively experienced almost anything that could possibly happen in this crazy world. And we'll be discussing our personal reflections and experiences, so hopefully you can avoid running out of gas and truly enjoy the wind blowing in your hair. So hop on in with us for a little road trip called life, and let's discuss who's driving your car. Aye! Welcome back to Who's Driving Your Car, episode 23. 23. Greg, how'd it feel having John pop in today? Man, that was an authentic. He didn't have to use Google um, Translator, so I'm impressed. <laughs> yeah, I've done Rosetta Stone. <laughs> I'm pretty impressed, too. Um, more importantly, guys, it's good to be back in person today. Yeah, it's nothing like sitting across the table from Craig Green and looking into those baby blue eyes. Oh, my gosh. Great to be back again. It's, Loving it. It's so awesome. Yeah, in the flesh. Nothing like it. And a little special treat today. I'm sorry the listeners don't get to take part in. Craig, why don't you tell us what you made the fellas here? Okay, so it is our first episode back after quarantine. Of course, we're keeping social distancing, so I'm not going to worry anybody out there, but we are present. And to help uh, get things kicked off, we fired up a few margaritas, the ones we've talked about before. So yes, we are all um, live on this podcast with uh, some beverages next to us, so we're just letting you know that they're very tasty, and hopefully one of y'all will get to taste it one day. Yeah, it was a great process, too. I just got to see the... The creation, the magic in action uh, is it definitely a, a lengthy process, but it was, it's delicious. I'm really enjoying it. Thank you. Awesome. You're welcome. Yeah, they are outstanding. And the last thing in regards to these wonderful margaritas is hopefully they'll be in the restaurant we have one day, Craig. Let's do it. <laughs> <laughs> well, look, everybody, we appreciate um, y'all joining in. Today's topic is going to be about the road trips of life. And this can be, uh, there'll be some thoughts from the bros on what they feel about actual road trips, taking road trips, because we think right now, obviously some of y'all out there are probably still flying, but a lot of road trips will probably be taking place this summer. So we thought it'd be a nice topic to discuss. So we'll give y'all our thoughts on um, road trips in general, and then the analogous part to life, you know, hitting fork in the road or alternative routes, things like that. So it'll be a a little twofold overall, and um, we hope y'all enjoy it. But before we get kicking, we'll throw it over to John who this week has the Would You Rather. Well, okay, here we go. Um, are y'all nervous today? Uh, I know after the first one, Hot Dog was a little nervous about what, was, what I was going to be throwing out next. I'm not nervous, dude. I'm too excited that we're here in the flesh getting to, to work, so it, it can't be that bad. <laughs> I'm intrigued. He, he does look really excited. I mean, his face is flush. I mean, I, I don't even know what's going on. That could be the Rita. <laughs> It might be the margarita, right? I'm just happy that the people can have better sound quality. <laughs> okay, would you rather be homeless for a year or be imprisoned for a year? Some solid expression, facial expressions from Craig. We'll let him start. <laughs> okay, homeless for a year or imprisoned for a year? I'm going to go with my instant gut instinct. I guess I'm going to go with homeless for a year. It sounds... You know, let me think about this. Prison comes with a lot of uncertainty, and who knows what kind of uh, shenanigans you might encounter. Granted, you got a roof over your head and, um, you know, three meals. Homeless, you know, wouldn't be all that bad. You have to slow down, kind of sleep out in the, you know, in the the wild, perhaps. Maybe a makeshift shelter. Um, Maybe a luxury (laughs) treehouse. Yeah, a luxury treehouse. You know, it'd be a time for you to really strip life down to nothing and see... You know, uh, be a lot of, um, I don't know, a lot of time to think about life and what's most important, and uh, rely on your fellow brother to help pull you through it. Hopefully, uh, so yeah, I guess I'll go with that for now, and we'll see what you guys say and see if I get my mind changed. Okay, let's see if you can top that, hot dog. Mm, John, you put me in quite a pickle here. Um, I feel like I've mentioned in previous podcasts that I want to visit the prisons. This, <laughs> this could be my opportunity. <laughs> <laughs> don't know that I want to visit the prisons for a year, much less really a night. 
Oh, so my gut instinct is also to, to hop in with the homeless community because I like to be with people. Not that I couldn't be in the prisons, but I like to be with people. I feel like we could fortify ourselves, you know, have our own thing going out there. Um, I do think I could, you know, if needed, find a cave, treehouse, like we discussed on some of our previous <laughs> options. That's what's coming to mind right now. It probably depends where I'm at in the homeless community as well. Um, but I think I would go in that direction with the homeless man. Okay, good. Yeah, I would definitely go with uh, homeless for a year. Um, as you know, I'm self-warming, so it really doesn't matter what kind of climate that I'm in. There's no doubt, <laughs> self-warming. His kid is too. It's unbelievable. <laughs> I uh, I feel like I could get by. Um, hopefully, some people would uh, be charitable towards me during that time frame, but uh, it would be tough to be confined indoors for a year. Um, so I would definitely shoot for the homeless for a year living on the streets it's a good point dude i didn't think about that you'd be confined inside a lot if you took the prison system maybe better food i don't know i don't know could be it's pretty good would you rather john that was, good. That was good i mean it put me in a, i was quandering it for quite a while i was like this I like is my opportunity the prison though matt i mean i was really feeling like you were going to take that hey good news maybe is. you should just um go pull a heist and uh try it out you know <laughs> <laughs> you know i got my chance next week i'm actually Maybe the week after, I've got, I've got a client that's unfortunately in prison right now that I, that I get to go visit. So we'll see what's going on up there. Cool. Nice. cool. All right, guys. Well, um, let's delve into the topic, and that is life's so road trips here. And let's start with the lighthearted part of this and discuss what our thoughts are about road trips. Myself and Craig have talked a lot about this over the last couple of weeks with his lovely wife, April, who's outside. We're actually coming to you from Craig's house today, a new experience, which is pretty neat. Tried to get her in here to give her opinion, so I'm sure she's going to love listening back to this when it comes along, (laughs) Um, but I'll try to give her opinion for her, um, since she did not want to be included on this. I don't know if that's going to (laughs) work. All right, Craig, why don't you start the ball rolling, man? How do you feel about road trips? I love them. I do, Matt. No. So, you know, my wife is uh, always itching for an adventure, a vacation, a journey, which I am as well. Of course, I'm a little limited with work, but uh, she's probably a little more spontaneous. I'm a little more uh, planning. And so I love journeys. I love vacations. And when I think of a road trip, and tell me what you guys think, there's two different options. There's, okay, we live in Lake Charles. We're going to drive to Orlando with a bunch of kids. And let's say they're all five, six, seven, and you're looking at like a 12, 13, 14 hour trip. Or you're with three or four of your best buddies or girlfriends, and you're going to have a weekend away and, you know, maybe going to drive to, you know, Georgia, go watch an SEC game, go to Alabama. You're going to stop along the way, have restaurants and cut up. There's two different experiences involved. You know, I think with the first one, you're looking forward to the destination. If it's Disney, it's like, get me there now, you know, (laughs) (laughs) but maybe with your colleagues, friends, close ones, you could, um, you know, you just don't, it doesn't come with some of the extra, um, trials and tribulations. Now that my daughters are older, of course it is like you're traveling with friends and it's pretty awesome. Um, I've always told April, I'm most comfortable in a road trip that lasts a day. So if I'm going East, I can hit Destin. That's a good day. If I go West, I can hit San Antonio. You start stacking the days. I don't know. I got, I guess spoiling, uh, flying, flying spoiled me. So what's your thought? Yeah, um, I've, I've driven most of that track. Um, my brother went to school in uh, Naples, Florida, so we drove him. We moved him down there, so we packed up a Penske moving truck. Uh, I drove the Penske moving truck. I went 67 miles an hour the whole way because I was the fastest as it, that it would go. <laughs> uh, so um, I agree. It depends on who you're going with, and that is a long time to be in the car. Um, for me growing up, you know, as I've talked about before, I'm from a huge family. There were tons of us, so we really didn't go a whole lot of places. About the farthest that uh, I think my parents could handle was taking us to Galveston. So Galveston is where we would go every year, every other year, something like that. Two to three hour car drive. So for me, I've always wanted to travel because I hadn't really ever been anywhere. So I think that gave me a passion for uh, wanting to see new things and go new places. Um, since I've you know been out and paying my own way and doing my own thing, um, 
I've had to spend a lot of time in the car <laughs> to drive back and forth to Baton Rouge. I've been on several different committees um, where I go to Baton Rouge all the time. So I'm in the car a lot. And now I really don't like to be in the car anymore. So <laughs> I, I don't know how much I can handle the road trip anymore. I, I'm with you. I'd much prefer to fly now. Um, but now I have three kids to pack along too. So we may be, tra- we may be doing the road trips again. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> Flights are a lot more expensive. Let's hear it, Matt. Uh, I like both. I'm a fan of both, to be honest. I don't really have a negative toward either one. I would say the negative to the road trip is getting home unless you're making some sort of loop. Um, If I was going to make a, you know, go out west and then come back a different way getting home or something like that. I've always wanted to do the RV trip, which Craig got to experience some, I believe, with his... Was that your in-laws? Yeah, my in-laws. Yeah. Um, I really want to do that at some point, like a two-week gander out and about. I'm trying to get myself to the Highlands over a short period of time. I've done the flight deal there, but I've also driven it. I like road trips, though. You can listen to podcasts like this right here. (laughs) And uh, so for those of y'all traveling in the summer, maybe a little tune in might be good. Um, But I like stopping for the snacks along the way, different restaurants, etc., uh, so it kind of, it kind of depends. I can make the plus out of both options, but I do like a good road trip. More importantly, I would like to, I've never done it. I don't know if y'all have like a, my mom's family used to go for two weeks. They would just haul out for the summer, take two weeks off and drive all over the place. Uh, that's something that I would have interest in doing at some point. Yeah. April's dad worked at the plants and we have these, uh, the schedules allow you to have two weeks off at a time every now and then. And they would take those two weeks and go on these, you know, two week adventures to the you know, uh, Yellowstone or Colorado or, and, uh, they'd have a camper and I did get to experience the RV. It was pretty sweet. Uh, I think if, like you said, if you could do a pretty roundup- sweet for a limited time for those of you all out here, <laughs> <I would> tell <laughs> you, pretty sweet. why don't you tell them, Craig? I think that was an original. Yeah. You know, trip. I, I saw the yes. movie RV with, uh, uh, I can't remember who played in it, but was it anything like that? Do you see that movie? I didn't see that movie. <laughs> <laughs> but I think Craig, you were originally rolling out on this thing for like a, well, how long did I go? A week? It was days? at least a week, maybe longer. And I remember you telling me in the workout room days, "Yeah, man, we're going on this road trip." And I was like so excited. And he was like, "Well, it's a lot of people in an RV." <laughs> and the next thing I know, Craig had booked him a house to stay in for part of the trip. Yeah, so we used the RV as the way to get to our destination. Originally, we were going to stay in the RV. My family of five and my in-laws, which would have been cool, and it was a nice RV, but. You know, our, our family's a little spoiled, like to spread out a little bit. So we did do a VRBO, got a house. And so it was a two-day journey there, two days back. So I got to admit, a road trip in an RV is a different experience than a car. You have a bathroom. Yeah, that's true. You can spread out. You can play games, music, take turns driving. And uh, so that was cool. And so, you know, it was, a good, it was a good time. But you do have to commit to some, to some driving time. And so it might take you three or four days total to get there and come back. Um, but it's fun. It was, it was an adventure. I'm glad I, I got to experience it. And I think the people you're with plays a pretty good role too, along for the way. If it was the three of us, I think that we would be fine. I think it'd be cool. Yes. And I think if you go, put you know, John behind the wheel, I've done it with John. A little bit. <laughs> oh, that might be the adventure, huh? <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. You've turned it into a travel diva now, apparently. So we'll have to see how that works out. <laughs> it could be problematic. So sad. Thank you, Cannon. <laughs> No, but it's great. Um, you know, I think any of those experiences, you have opportunity uh, to see new things, have new experiences. Obviously, there can be some pain and some pleasure in those activities, uh, but it's just the journey along the ride. And if you can uh, not focus on things that frustrate you, you know, you'll have a good opportunity to experience it while you're along the, for the ride. For sure. Yeah, I would agree, buddy. And I think that that could toggle us into um, a secondary portion of the topic for today, which is being analogous to our lives. Um, Sometimes you get out on the road and you've got the whole trip planned, especially any vacation. A lot of times there's some type of planning, maybe a dinner reservation somewhere, an activity, something like that. And just like in in our lives, we could wake up thinking our day is going to go a certain way and then something happened to us, a loved one, something go wrong, um, something like that, something happened at work. So it, it might not go as planned. What do y'all think about the, or, and or how would y'all feel? You're out on a road trip and you've got, you know, a sunset cruise, something like that planned, and it rains all day. It doesn't go as planned. You got to kind of change on the fly, which happens in our life a lot. What do y'all think about that? Well, I've got an interesting story um, about not necessarily a road trip, but it was a fly trip. Um, 
<clears throat> I was going to Milano, Italy uh, for a pediatric radiology seminar several years back. I get to the airport in Houston. Not for the seminar. He was probably going for the actual <laughs> fun of being in Italy. <laughs> well, that was part of it. That was an added bonus. Um, so I get to Houston and they're, they say, okay, you know, we're going to upgrade you once you get to Newark and uh, you'll fly first class. I'm like, awesome. I've never flown first class. This is going to be great. So we had some problems getting out of the gate in Houston. We had some problems when we landed. We sat on the tarmac for an hour and a half and I missed my flight. <clears throat> so, I'm in the airport in Newark, New Jersey, and I have some family that live in New York, so they're like, okay, we can put you on 24 hours later, or you can hop on this flight um, and go to Madrid, have a layover in Madrid for six or eight hours, and then you can go to Milan. So I said, okay, well, I don't think I'm going to try to take a train to the city. I'm just going to jump on. Let's go to Madrid. So... Hopped on uh, the plane to Madrid, was not flying first class. Um, <laughs> so I get to Madrid. Uh, it was a long flight, very tiny plane, and uh, got to see a little bit of Madrid. So that was a plus. Um, have, had never been to Madrid, haven't been back since. Uh, had about a six or eight hour layover uh, there, and then I ended up getting to uh, Milano. It took me about 36 hours to get there, so it was a <laughs> wow. long trip, but... <laughs> Making some memes out there, but bro. But I made some memories. I just said, uh, let's just roll with it. Let's see what else they have to do and not sit around in uh, the airport, stay in a hotel in uh, New Jersey, and let's make it happen. Yes. Sounds like some fly times, dude. Yeah. That is awesome. It Actually, was great. It, just on a quick side note, I have a first-class flight uh, journey trip that did not go according to plan. <laughs> <laughs> so my wife and I, she wanted an adventure. It was a couple of years ago. We went to the Florida Keys and actually paid for first class tickets. It was just the two of us. And I don't do that routinely, but it was a splurge because we hadn't traveled in a while. And on the flight back, of course, you drive, uh, you fly to Miami, drive to the Keys, have your adventure. So we were in Miami and I, it was a Sunday evening. I had, uh, I think I had, you know, over 40 cases on Monday. I had to be home. And this particular flight back was in a first class where you had the little private uh lay flat cubbies with the tvs and i mean this is like you see in the magazine yes yeah, i mean i had never experienced this it was a huge plane i mean we each had our own little like private apartment look almost and um we're laying in this thing i'm checking it out it was awesome and the captain comes on and says they're having flight issues they're having maintenance issues you know they're canceling the flight so this is probably three or four in the afternoon on a Sunday, and I have to be in Lake Charles Monday morning. Long story short, me and my wife sprint through the uh, airport. We find a different flight that doesn't go to Dallas, goes to Houston. There was two seats left, back of the plane, <laughs> next to the toilet. <laughs> <laughs> and so we were just so grateful to actually get back close to home. So I flew to Houston, landed there about 1230 or 1, and drove home. Ever got home around two thirty or three, and then got up at five. About to say, slept for an hour. Slept probably. for an hour, started my day, and you know, <laughs> it's just it's interesting. You can go from like being in the the recline, you know, best seats on the plane, to sitting by the toilet. But I was more grateful for being home, yeah, and where making you're it. And so, and it's kind of going back to your original question. You know, a lot of times, you know, I guess even in life, you have this plan, and sometimes the journey doesn't always work out the way you expect. And you know, you might. You think about flat tires on your road trip or lost luggage. Uh, maybe the destination you were headed for isn't all you thought it was going to be. Maybe the people took the VRBO, took a picture of the view out of one window where you could see the beach from a mile away. But when you get there, you realize you're you know, in the back of some apartment complex. Or, <laughs> right. And um, you know, maybe the journey can take longer than you want. And uh, I think about looking life, you know, our goals, you know, our expectations of life. Uh, maybe, like Steve mentioned on a previous um, podcast, you know, the person you're supposed to marry isn't the person you're supposed to marry, but you've always kind of gone down that path and, you know, you, you need somebody to tell you this isn't necessarily what you should be doing. And so I think a lot of times life throws us these curveballs and sometimes it's life throwing it there. Sometimes it's your friends or family trying to help you. Um, and that's something I, you know, I've kind of reflected on. Yeah. Where, I think it's, uh, it's something that, you know, whether it be, you know, a situation that you're talking about or like for me on that same particular trip that I went on, you know, one of the places that I always wanted to go was uh, Venice, uh, Italy. And, you know, you look at the pictures and it's so beautiful. It's so great. 
Um, and there are so many things in our lives that uh, you may have a mental picture of it if you've never experienced it. You can't really grasp what that is like. And, uh, you know, for me, whenever we get there, it was like finding a turd in a punch bowl. <laughs> I literally get in on one of the little uh, boats in uh, Venice, and first thing I see is a giant turd floating by. <laughs> uh, so <laughs> literally, <laughs> the pictures of uh, Venice are a lot more um, enticing. Um, they're a lot more beautiful and the city is a lot better from afar i would say than when you get up close and see it uh, in person and i think there's a lot of things that uh, happen in everybody's life that you can experience that and hopefully recognize it whenever it happens yeah i think those are both some really good points and i can relate in my own life a little bit to the um, turd and the punch bowl what part to that part <laughs> <laughs> i thought you were joking about that at first but apparently not <laughs> no it was it was a dirty city um and that is you know and i can think of trips myself when i was in college we were coming back and had finals the next day and had to sleep in the airport because um, the pilot had too many miles logged and we think we were supposed to take a red eye back in the night or i've lost luggage that has come and i'm with craig like you're just thankful that you get home or you're thankful that the luggage got there but i can say that i, I used to be a person who was extremely planned in life i would wake up i always joke around my sock drawer is still pretty organized i know where all my socks are and they're pretty well coated up in there but beyond that my life is pretty uh not perfectly organized there's a rough plan if i have court or i've got somewhere i've got to be i've got a meeting i'm going to make sure that that happens but otherwise when i wake up i don't know and that's because personally in my life I, I did i had a plan i thought i would get married young i thought i would have kids by now i thought i'd be in a different place and uh, that didn't happen uh the road became different for me personally which has been hard at times to accept, deal with along the way, but it is, it is my path. And I, I think it has taught me a lot. One of the best things that it has taught me is that not to plan or uh, put all your eggs in one basket, go with the flow that life has a lot of different purposes to it. So much so that just like the day I woke up, my youngest sister had a little baby yesterday and, um, we're supposed to go over there and visit with the baby and I might go eat with Justin tonight and then we're podcasting. I, I literally was like, I'm not going to try to plan it all. It's all going to work out some way or another. And it, I think that's been one of the best things that I've that my own life going through some adversity, et cetera, has taught me to not, it's good to have a plan, maybe a rough plan, but not the perfect plan. Because if you do, sometimes the expectations may not be the reality. Yeah. And you know, I'm glad you, you brought that up about you being a planner because that gives me a perfect opportunity to bring up the quote that, uh, I brought for you. And, uh, I thought it was perfect. Uh, and especially with that lead in, I appreciate that. That's what I and do for you, Pro buddy. You're welcome. <laughs> <laughs> it's from Proverbs, uh, 16, nine. And it says the heart of man plans his way, but the Lord establishes his steps. Yes, John, I know that one very well. And I will delve on that for a tiny second here and that is something that is I personally again I'm sure a lot of us in one way or another can relate to is the Lord's plan for us sometimes is not the plan that we want um, and at times in life can be pretty frustrating I myself again can speak to that on different levels and we all can to some mm -hmm. some degree or another um, but yeah ultimately you might not understand it while you're going through it uh, but having faith and a realization that it'll be good on the backside and it's the Lord's plan for you and being able to accept this plan for your life is kind of hard to do as well what you think about that craig no you're right i'm glad you brought up faith and trust that's some things we've talked about and i think you made a good point a lot of times the disappointments we've had in the journey of life or road trips is because we we had an idea of the way it should be or the way we planned it or what we were expecting and either the journey getting there wasn't what we wanted or once we got there it wasn't what we wanted or we still haven't actually reached the destination that we were, thought we were going to pursue and it leaves us frustrated and um, maybe angry and confused. But I think the best adventures are those that are spontaneous because it is a new discovery and adventure along the way. There is no expectations of what you're going to reach, of what you're going to experience. And if you put your trust and faith in God, then the journey is going to be awesome. You're going to take the punches as they come, but you're also going to just, uh, you know, some of the best, some, I've read some quotes, some point about the best views and paths are those that you didn't plan on walking down you kind of have to get lost to find those really cool hidden places that you didn't know existed so maybe in life whenever we feel lost or uncertain that's really when god opens up the doors to some of the, the coolest views or things we'll ever see or experience 
Very well said, Craig. And I think this toggles along with something Johnny Boy told me. And I, I think told us maybe in one of the other episodes, too. <laughs> Sounds good already. Oh, I'm sure. Again, you're welcome. <laughs> Giving John all the credit, as usual here. John did mention this um, previously, and I think it was something that was pretty cool. Along with the, you have the perfect plan for your life. You think you're going somewhere, and it kind of goes awry. Could even be on a road trip. Could be on something you've planned in your life. Personally, like I said, for myself. And it opens different doors to not only different experiences, but different people in your life. And I thought it was pretty cool that John mentioned to me when I was trying to go on the solo trip, well, trying, went on last year, that you can meet different people. And while you don't have the people there to experience it with you, so to speak, that you would want, you get to make those memories with different people. So I think that that's a pretty important um, lesson that I learned that I think we could all learn. I think John can probably uh, reiterate for us a little bit. Yeah, you know, on that trip that I was telling you about, it gave me the opportunity um, when I missed my flight to go to uh, Spain again, um, which is great. I love Spain. I'd love to go back again. Uh, But it gave me an opportunity to meet some new Spaniards. I got to practice my Spanish a little bit um, on that particular uh, traveling trip. But yeah, you know, just always look for an opportunity to meet new people, talk to people, and see what's going on with them, uh, looking for an opportunity to lift people up uh, whenever they may need it. Very well said, brother. And I think another cool thing, we've all shared a few memories of our travel mishaps. Craig in the first class to the back of the plane, some fly times there. (laughs) Johnny boy taking a 30 plus hour trip to get somewhere. 36. The cool thing about that is you get to, I always say this, I harp on it. If it goes as planned, it's probably hard to remember it. If you had whatever, I joke around about this a lot too. You have a wedding, and you've got it perfectly planned. The time that this is supposed to happen, the time that the music plays, the time the people leave, whatnot. If it goes as planned, you don't remember it quite as well as if it didn't. And all these memories y'all have is probably sticking out in your heads because of the, the mishaps, in a way. And it's kind of mm-hmm. like I had a cousin who got married, and Tropical Storm Allison was blowing through Houston. Uh, there was no electricity in the church. No band could come in there. People couldn't get there, but it wound up being a full-out candlelight. They had to light the church full by candle, just so wow. people, no air conditioner. But again, if it goes perfect, you don't remember it. It goes a little awry, and you still get the job done. Pretty cool memory to go along with it, so you can make some pretty good memories along the way. I think you're right. It's, you think about it, some of the craziest times are where you have the best memories, and that's the, the snapshots you have of that, that part of your life. It happened, at least for me, for sure. Yeah, and a similar thing just happened with my brother. You know, with the quarantine, they had yeah, to cancel well all of their... Oh, yeah. uh, all of their guests, so ended up just being uh, the family, um, but it was a beautiful, reverent um, ceremony, and then they ended up having a small little gathering, and it was just a wonderful time. Um, all the Vilplatians just acting silly. It was, it was a fun time, and I know it'll be something that they'll remember for sure. Yeah, no doubt about it, and I do want to say, Craig, short aside here, John and I whipped through our margaritas pretty good, buddy. I tell you, <laughs> I mean... Yeah, why I'm sitting there thinking, how can I make him another one and record at the same time? <laughs> I was wondering the same thing just a second ago. Maybe you know, that I, was I, your opportunity. You, know, you just I, had a knock on the door. We had a little 10-minute break. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, I'm not going to lie. They're, they're pretty fly. April, you want to say anything? <laughs> um, but, hey, another thing I think is pretty neat whenever you're on the road trip is you hit a fork in the road, maybe have to take um, – an alternative route might not be going the way that you necessarily planned it. And in that journey, you might need to depend on someone who's been down that road, who's been down that path, ask some friends for help or family. Uh, you might be lost, for instance, and not have cellular service with the ways and Google Maps and all those fly happenings out there. And you got to stop at a good old convenience store, not use a payphone like Jeanette threw me under for her last uh, episode, I believe. But you have to stop and ask somebody for some directions. Or you got to ask a local, man, how do I get to that hiking trail or something like that? Again, you can meet new people like John said, but you've got to rely on someone from help. Well, in our own lives, we hit forks in the road and we got to take alternative routes and we've got to talk to people. And again, hearkening back to my own thing, I can say that the two people sitting here, and I think our, our listeners who have listened to a lot of this podcast know I... John and Craig are some of my best friends. I've got a lot of friends, some of my best friends, but one of the main reasons they are is they've been through stuff in their own lives and they've been able to give me advice and uh, forewarning uh, for things and, and, and help guide me along the way. Sometimes I haven't always taken the advice, which I have probably somewhat my own self to blame, but 
has been um, very instrumental people in my life. What do y'all think about that, guys? Having people around you to surround yourself with, um, you know, that can guide you through certain situations when you get to them. No, I, I, I agree. It's almost like, who's your GPS in life? Yeah. You know, you rely on those GPSs for our cars. And we hit these forks in the road, and sometimes they're, they're literal, you know, you have to make a decision. And you need somebody to give you the guidance. You know, either you're in a situation where it's dangerous. Maybe it's an addiction. Um, maybe you're about to marry somebody you shouldn't. I mean, there's, there's a, you need somebody to step up and be there for you to really put you on a path where you won't, you know, hurt yourself or hurt someone else. And other times there's, there's options where maybe life could have a better view or a different experience. Maybe you could accomplish your goal faster. So who do you rely on? Who's your GPS? I think personally, mine's probably first and foremost, God in prayer. And, and you know, and I'm married and my, my April, my spouse, you know, I rely on her and, and her feedback. I, we tend to, you know, compliment each other as far as our, our attributes. But, you know, Matt, you know, you've talked about, you know, us being there for you, you know, in the, on the same note, you've all, you, you may not know this, but you've given me personally a lot of great feedback and advice. And I think that's the beauty of this life is we all have each other. And so, what may be one person's experience and what they can share with you, you know, you need a friend or someone who can tell you something that you couldn't tell yourself or, or have the insight on your own. So I think that's huge. It's just look at who you have in your life and, you know, no matter how crazy the journey gets, you have a GPS handy. You have somebody who's going to help you kind of find the right path, choose the right fork in the road. Um, so that's, that's pretty awesome. Beautifully said, Craig. And I appreciate that. <laughs> we all know the man to my left. That would be really hard for him to do, a.k.a. Johnny Boy. But that's my boy, Craig. Always having hot dogs back. Beautifully said. No, it's, uh, you know, anybody who experiences this thing uh, called life, you're definitely going to go through uh, times where <clears throat> you may be lost. Um, you may be taking the wrong path. Uh, and you're, you know, you're absolutely right. You need people who, like you said, are your GPS that uh, help guide you, push you back in the direction that you need to go. Uh, you know, sometimes it could be that inner voice that's speaking to you to say you're going down the wrong path, you need to change your ways. Um, mm -hmm. But, you know, you need to be open to that uh, suggestion. And, um, you know, not everybody is. Not everybody is the first, second, third time they hear it. But uh, hopefully eventually they will pay attention and um, get back on the path that uh, – was designed for you. Yeah, John, I think when you just said your inner voice, I think that's really cool. And Craig alluded to it, God being the top of the chain for his internal GPS. It's sometimes we are lost on a literal road trip and there's no GPS. We can't fall back to Google Maps, Waze, et cetera. And we can't find that local good old convenience store to go to to ask someone where to go. And so you kind of go with your general intuition of where you think, whatever you think your sense of direction may be best, which some of us have great senses of direction and some don't, but you're going to go with what your inner gut is telling you, what your mind is telling you. And that's, you know, it could be your conscience, the Holy Spirit, et cetera, to guide you. Same principle in life when you're in a situation. I think that's really well said by you, John, to listen to that uh, inner voice, inner spirit. And I also think another point on this is when people tell you something, sometimes we have, I think as humans, the want to listen to what we think. And it's sometimes hard to take advice from other people. And it's mm -hmm. kind of it's kind of funny here. <laughs> Again, I'll use myself as an example. I feel like this is coming out hot today. Thank goodness. Um, you know, twofold. First, um, I have spent a lot of time over the quarantine. These are some of my great friends. Um, and I've gotten to know Craig's wonderful wife, who I've, I've been giving her a hard time. April, better. <laughs> and April, probably before quarantine, a little before it, gave me this really beautiful prayer. Craig actually brought it to me at my house when we were recording one day. And I remember getting it and I was like, why in the heck is this for me? My initial reaction, <laughs> my initial reaction seriously was, why am I getting this thing? I do not need this. this I've already is, got my GPS tracked. Dude, that's right. This is for the other person. Again, using myself as an example, perfect thing that you should not do instead of being like open to it. So I read it first couple of times and I'm still like, man, why the heck is this for me? I don't understand. Why would April tell Craig to bring this to me? But as time has evolved the last several months, uh, that prayer has impacted me in more ways than April will ever know. Um, and I think it is completely um, paramount to my life and was pretty cool that her inner spirit, and Craig could probably 
jump on this a little bit, spoke to her to give her to give it to me. Yeah, no. So Matt was able to come spend some time with us. And, you know, when you share with people, you get an insight into their life and their feelings and their thoughts, and you kind of learn what, where their heart is at. And so, you know, my wife is, uh, it's interesting, you know, in our own lives, we, we share stories and journeys and we had experiences together and experiences apart from each other with other friends and, and different opportunities. And, you know, you do, we, you try to help each other, but it was a neat opportunity to hang out and for whatever, you know, she was inspired or motivated to give me this prayer to give to Matt um, because it touched her heart when she visited with him and felt like it could be something that he might appreciate. And um, it's amazing how that things work. If he wouldn't have come over that night, she wouldn't have heard, you know, his story or any conversation. And, you know, it's just don't be afraid to put yourself out there and, and maybe open your heart up and your mind up to new experiences and new people. Because, God, you never know what's around the corner and, and where life will take you. Yeah, it's difficult to to see a lot of times whenever you're in the trenches or you're in whatever situation, whether it be good or bad, or you just cruise along and, you know, you think everything's great in life. Uh, and somebody with a different perspective, a little bit removed, can give you um, a better um, overall view, a better perspective of, of what may be going on and something that may be productive for your life. And that's what it sounds like happened with uh, April. Uh, I know you and I were talking about this specifically uh, earlier this week, and it sounds like it's been a great positive thing for you personally. Yeah, some fly happenings for sure. And I would second that to right not far after John and I, I was going to, I went, what day did I go to your house this week? It was like Tuesday, I think somewhere in there. I went to John's house, stopped by. John was feeding me some lunch. Um, we were running around, or his kids were running around playing outside. It was a good, good time. Some more fly happenings for Hot Dogs World. and. Um, <laughs> I intended to be there for literally about, I don't know, 45 minutes to an hour. I needed to be back at work at two o'clock and I wouldn't wind up being there till like three o'clock. And I was conveying some stuff to John. We were talking back and forth for a while. And John, it was very interesting. I didn't even tell you this because I literally spoke, which I like to talk. We know that. But I talked for like an hour and I think John said five things (laughs) over the whole span. And I was like, I left there thinking, why the heck did John not give me more intel here? Like, why? But then, as time rolled on, I was like, man, this because John normally would. He would tell, he tells me like it is, because I was like, Jesus Christ, he barely spoke. Like, <laughs> it didn't dawn on me what's happening. I was like, what am I supposed to take from that? But then I started thinking about it, and the things John told me the five or so times he spoke um, were extremely poignant. And I thought it was pretty neat that John, I don't even know if he did it intentionally or not. You can tell the listeners that was able to, A, let me try to, I'm guessing, figure a little something out on my own by speaking it out and John using the gift of silence to listen and or just let me speak. But the things he said were were not just kind of beat around the bush or lackluster. They were pretty paramount. So I think that that was a pretty, another pretty neat experience. What do you think about that, John? Do you recall that? Yeah, I do. I do recall that. And, uh, you know, sometimes whenever you are being a friend to someone and whether it just be a casual lunch like this was uh, meant to be, um, <laughs> you know, sometimes people need to, uh, unload things that they're carrying around or they may need to share things and get a different perspective. And for me, I just felt like it was, it was one of those times where you had some things that you needed to say. So, um, I just let you say what you needed to say. Uh, and you're right. I mean, I, I didn't hold back. I told you exactly what I thought about, um, uh, you know, the discussion and, you know, it's it's not a, always an easy thing to do like we've talked about whenever you're having conversations with friends about things that may be easy, that may be difficult. Um, but the harder thing, I think, for most people is to get out of your own way and listen to the message. Listen to what you may be needing to hear, but you're too close to the situation to be able to figure out on your own. So, yes, um, you know, part of it was me just getting out of your way and letting you say what you needed to say. Um, and really, why use more than five words if all you need is five? <laughs> I'm just joking because I would normally talk a lot more than that. <laughs> he would. I've known John for a long time. I don't even know how a long time. And this has only happened to me twice. I left there so puzzled, Greg. I was like, <laughs> That's awesome. what the heck is going on right what now? What just happened? The only other time you did that is with those Magnes tennis courts when we, were, when we played tennis. One of the first times I ever met you, I barely knew the guy. And I'm telling him all this stuff. And then I left there and I was like, what the hell? He barely spoke. <laughs> 
not like that normally. <laughs> he doesn't always give you an opportunity to jump in too, but that's <laughs> awesome. It's kind of like when you, when you climb Everest, they have these Sherpas, which I guess are these <laughs> guys who, you know, they've climbed this mountain before and they, they're acclimated to that crazy environment. So you have to rely on them to get you to the top. If you did it yourself, you'd probably die. And, you know, you, you know, I look at me in April, we've been married 21 years and, you know, the, who we were the day we got married, holy cow nothing like today and it's all those experiences and as as people you know as individuals as a couple we've changed so much and anyone out there who's feels like they're stuck i mean if you if you just keep you know focusing on that uh it can be kind of scary but just don't be afraid to take the journey put yourself out there learn something new because someone's going to need you one day and um and, and usually the answers to the things you're looking for happen when you just you know like Matt said, be spontaneous. Don't, don't try to plan it. Just, just roll with it and enjoy the, enjoy the adventure that unfolds before you. Word, Craig, word. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I mean, with all the 21 years of marriage wisdom and relationship and, uh, continuing that, you know, it gives you a lot of insight on different things that, you know, I'm not that far along in my marriage. Uh, but, um, it gives you an opportunity to see things differently, see things where, you know, where the journey started 21 years ago to where you are now. And you can certainly take opportunities to help uh, people who, who are along the way in different spots, but they may need to hear a different uh, perspective on how to get where they want to go. And don't get me wrong, you will get flat tires. <laughs> <laughs> but at least you know how to change them pretty efficiently. So, you know, that's just one of those things. Yeah, that, that's a great analogy, Greg. Once you learn how to change it, you can show someone else how to change their tire. So, like, when they're going through the situation, you can help them. And I think, you know, it's pretty, pretty interesting. We've gotten a lot of feedback on the cast so far. And, and one of the things that we've gotten is, have we experienced every single thing in life? And no, we not have not necessarily, but we are in three different places. And it didn't dawn on me till I was sitting here listening to Johnny Boy just say that about taking some advice from Craig. And Craig, of course, always has hot dogs back, saying he actually learned something from hot dog, which is pretty neat. And I'm sitting here learning something from both of them. Um, we are in three completely different stages of life, which is pretty neat. And I think it's pretty cool that even John could recognize over there, which is kind of surprising, Craig, <laughs> that he's learning something from you too. Um, I think that's a pretty neat facet that we are trying to bring to the table. And it, it kind of likens me to another thing I saw this week was I always think to myself, 33, man, golly, life's already getting away from me. And then, oh uh, man, <laughs> people like them will say I'm younger. Or like I saw a commercial the other day and the guy on the commercial was like in his 50s and he was like, man, I feel like I'm 35. And I was like, oh man, I am young still. <laughs> and then I see like Craig's kids running around here and I'm like, God, they're so young in high school. And then I run into my neighbor who's about 80, 85 years old. And he's like, how old are your parents? I was like, 63, 65. He's like, man, that's so young. So there are different facets of life, different ways to learn from other people. Again, when you hit a fork in the road on the proverbial road trip, so to speak, that you can ask for, ask from and learn from because somebody's probably been through it. Yeah. Um, you know, we've, I've talked about in prior podcasts about talking with seasoned citizens and asking them things, uh, that made them successful in life or happy in life. Uh, and that's another thing that I like to do with particularly people who have been married, even before that I was married, uh, people who are married for long periods of time, I always would say, okay, what is, what do you think is, uh, the success story for you to be married for 30, 40, 50 years. Uh, you know, what, what would somebody need to do to try to follow in that path? Uh, so it's interesting to see um, what those people say and um, just keep them in the back of your mind. They may be useful. They may be silly. Uh, but I'm always looking for more wisdom um, and um, opportunities for growth. And I think it's an easy way to just ask people who have a longer path that they have in front of me. So I always like to look for those opportunities to get the little quick cheat sheet. Get them nuggets. Yeah, get them nuggets. Yeah, I think that this has been a pretty uh, analogous to the topic here podcast. So we didn't really know where we were going to go with the topic. And I for sure didn't know I'd be saying some of the stuff I've said here. So I think it's pretty neat. Craig, do you, I think you have a good quote that you wanted to share with the people. Well, I found this quote. It was kind of cool. It's by Martin Luther King Jr. And then... The way it's written is, is kind of nice. It talks about an adventure or journey or moving forward. It says, if you can't fly, then run. 
If you can't run, then walk. If you can't walk, then crawl. But uh, by but by all means, keep moving. And I think it's a lot of times we 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 hesitate because our journey has hit that fork, so to speak, and it's it's sort of stopped the way we're moving forward. But there's always an alternative way. So you know, just find a way to keep moving forward, keep moving. Uh, there's also a Bible quote that that spoke to me. We've heard this one many times. Depending on the Bible you read, it may be translated different ways. But Psalm twenty three four. Even though I walk through the darkest valley, I will feel, fear no evil, for you are with me, your rod and your staff, they comfort me. And that just, you know, you're, you're walking through this dark valley or this scary place or this unknown terrain, and, you know, God's there for you, and he's got your back. And no matter what you feel or the anxiety, the uncertainty on that journey or that adventure, whether it's life or even... <laughs> whether it's a plane with turbulence, you know, he's got you, you know, and it's just trust him and trust that he's got your back. And you may not have the answers today, but you've got a, you got a good GPS buddy. You know, you have friends, you have, you have him, you have resources. Uh, just enjoy the, enjoy the journey, the good and the bad. Psalm 23, man, some fly happening, dude. One of my absolute favorites. Yeah, it's, um, that, that's very good. Uh, another thing that, came to mind whenever you were talking earlier, Craig. Uh, Craig and I actually ran into each other in the airport in Dallas one time. We were coming back yes. from uh, <laughs> Portland. We were going seeing some family in Oregon, and uh, Craig was coming back from a ski trip. He's like, man, I got to get back. I think y'all might have been having some problems with flights back on that we, one, too. We have, we have a trend of having flight problems. <laughs> and he's like, it. I've got 45 shots in the morning. I got to be. I got to get back. We're going to have to drive <laughs> yes. or something. Yes, yes. <laughs> but he ended up making it back. I ended up texting him the next day. That was awesome. Everybody got home that <laughs> night, so it was pretty neat. You know, before we wrap this up, the one thing I would mention about dear friend Craig, he likes to check his bags in the airport with all these problems he's have traveling. He would think he would go your way, John, by going on the carry-on style. But instead, we go to Highlands. Craig's got guns to protect himself from the bears in the woods. <laughs> Getting checked. It was to protect you guys. All right, I'm looking th- out for you guys. I think he was looking out for you, hot dog. He was like, look. He, he probably was. I need all the protection. Hot dog roaming get. around in the ro- woods. Bears <laughs> definitely going to go after that, that lunch meat. <laughs> Easy uh, pickings. Yeah, last time I brought a gun on the plane, they shunned it whenever I tried to carry it on. They didn't. <laughs> I wasn't greeted with friendly uh, guys, so I've learned to check it. <laughs> I didn't even know you could do that process until we saw you do it that time. I, I didn't either, but when in doubt, you can always just take a road trip and forget the flying part of it. That's true. That's Go true. Back <laughs> okay, so we're going to move into the part of the segment, which is what made you pump the brakes or what made you hit the gas? Anything come to mind for you this week, hot dog? Whoop. Yeah, I'm going to take it this week with uh, what made me pump the gas, I guess it would be. We started back, and Craig could probably relate a little bit on this, so maybe we can tag team it. So um, you pumped it? You didn't just hit the gas? Like a light tap or a full hit? <laughs> <laughs> there we go. That's the stuff I'm used to. <laughs> I'll hit the gas. Okay, hit it. I don't know. Probably about an 8 on a 10 scale. Hit it, Chewy. Um, we were back to work full-time this week. Not that we haven't been working. been working remote and can do that in our job. But it was good to be back in the office this week, full board, and be bopping around town, obviously trying to be conscious of the whole situation. But it's been good to, to be back. And it probably wasn't within 10 minutes of getting in my office, back in the routine, my mind, the many things that, that go through it to be happening between the restaurant, the podcast, work. Not that it wasn't at home, but a different sphere, driving to work, getting in your office, the people, the questions, things like that. And it really kind of, it did. It motivated me a little bit. The break, so to speak, being at home was was kind of good, but it was good to be back out there. Good to be in the routine. And I know, Craig, you could probably, again, talk along on this, had mentioned y'all were full shot days again this week. So you kind of hop, you've been back, but hop more to the full capacity. Yeah, no, it really, it's been ramping up. And wow, it was so nice to have that quarantine time off. <laughs> and uh, I forgot what it's like. You know, I got a little taste of retirement, um, but it's good. People have been, um, you know, Steve can relate to this. They've been hurting. They've been kind of on the back burner, scared to get out. But at the same time, we've had limitations on what we can do. So it's been exciting and fun to kind of get back to what we've been missing, but it's definitely, uh, whew, yeah, you, you, you don't um, work those muscles. Instead of uh, hitting the gas for hot dog, Craig probably pumped the brakes a little bit. <laughs> like, I don't know about that. Well, I got to ask, since you said it, uh, what kind of board was it? You said you were full board. 
Full board. This is one of my favorite fonts. Was it kind of? Was it pine? Was it oak? What kind of board are we talking here? Probably a combination, dude. Uh, well, was it yeah, a I board? Mean, was it a board half cut? You know, half board. You know, T's gonna want to know what kind of wood you're working with. It was probably like that board that T Claw gave me. I hope he listens to this for my Christmas present. So I open my Christmas present short aside, and it's this gift, and I'm like, oh man, what am I getting? And it's a board, a piece of wood, a wooden board that says, I owe you. On the board, written. <laughs> like handwritten? It wasn't like branded into it? <laughs> That's funny. Oh, man. Well, look, we appreciate everyone tuning in to this week's episode. It's, it's been a good time. Um, I'm glad that Craig came up with the, the topic. We had debated a couple things, uh, which we'll probably get to, fear, forgiveness. And I think John and I were both like, hmm, I wonder what we're going to come up with here, which I had mentioned it, and Craig kind of picked it and went with it. I think it was a good topic. We... We hope y'all enjoyed it, and, and again, we appreciate all the support, Craig. Uh, if you want to mention real quick, I think Craig's kind of working on got a website in the works for us here, so we're hoping to also give that another uh, experience for the listeners as well. Yeah, who's driving your car.com will be coming out soon, and this will be a place where you can um, access all the episodes. Uh, you can reach out to us um, with emails, asking questions, comments. Uh, we'll have links to things we mention on the podcast. So if there's a a website or a resource you'll be able to, to see that we'll have a maybe a couple pictures will be on there some uh some uh interesting pictures maybe a nice video that john took of craig making his margaritas oh, maybe <laughs> maybe a couple of vip uh options so uh no we look forward to getting that running it's currently under construction but but stay tuned we look forward to getting y'all's feedback on that well i'd like to say that uh you know it was wonderful that we were able to continue and record uh via zoom so now it's even that much better to be back and be with you guys live and hopefully the sound quality is back to normal. Um, so it's just good to be back. Great seeing you guys. It's been a lot of fun again today. Word, my brother. I hope we come back to Craig's and get more margaritas. I know. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> All right, guys. Until next time, we'll catch you later. Uh, hey, y'all. If you've been enjoying picking up what we've been laying down, subscribe and never miss an episode. Find us on social media and let us know who's driving your car this week. You can find us on Facebook and Instagram at Who's Driving Your Car Podcast. Perfect timing, sun is shining, nothing more I need. If you feel like. Sing with